Hi everybody, I'm Dennis Prager and welcome to my fireside chat. It's my home, it's my chair, it's my fire, it's my dog. Is, is Otto in there? I'm telling you, you know what the beautiful thing is? Otto's fame has not gone to his head. He's one of the best known dogs in, in, in the world right now. And nothing, it's like it has not affected him whatsoever. You gotta, you gotta say this is a remarkable creature, which will be perfect in light of the subject I want to talk to you about. And by the way, world is pretty accurate because I just want to note that recent fireside viewers' comments came from Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Germany, Australia, the Czech Republic, Luxembourg, Scotland, and we'll have questions from other countries entirely as well. So that's, oh, I should read this, right, I gotta read this. So that's a, it's a good thing, because what I have to say is not bound to any ethnic or religious or national group. I've always said either what you have to say is universally applicable or it's not applicable to anybody. That's my belief, it's been my belief my whole life. So it makes sense to me that there would be people listening in different parts of the world. Why not? Because there is one thing we can all share, and that's logic, common sense. If something makes sense, it makes sense. Okay. So anyway, welcome. Now listen to this. So this is what I, I always discuss something, and then I take your questions. So... I am told by the folks who monitor the website that a, a while ago when I discussed in passing, it wasn't the key subject of, of the opening, but I discussed the issue of would you save your dog or a stranger first if both were drowning? This has been one of the most controversial positions I have ever taken. And I've, I have been asking this question since my 20s. I've been asking this my whole life. And I, the same exact responses when I, when I asked this when I was in my 20s and today, uh, 40-something years later. And it, it is just, uh, it, it's astonishing. Uh, one-third, in almost every instance, one-third vote for the dog, one-third for the stranger, one-third doesn't know. Because I give the option, if you don't know how you would, what, what you would do, you're torn you can vote that way as well. So it's a third, a third, a third. But my point is two-thirds would not vote to save the human. And I want to emphasize something. Stranger means stranger. People say, well, what if Hitler were drowning? Then it's not a stranger. And, and my answer to that is very simple. If Hitler were drowning, I'd help him drown. It's irrelevant if there's a dog drowning. Hitler deserved to die, therefore I would help him die. So, uh, that's it, it's not an answer to my question my question is a human you don't know the human i mean it's you might as well the, you might as well say well what if it's hitler well i might as well then counter well what if it's somebody who's on the brink of discovering a cure for cancer that's not fair either on my part because it's the point is it's a stranger it's human versus you, the dog you love it's not stranger dog most people, I, I have, I want to believe between a dog they don't know and a human they don't know would save the human they don't know, but I'm not even sure about that anymore. But anyway, that, that's a separate issue. I want to address three comments that came in, and this is among listeners or viewers to this. Uh, so often it's people who 
would generally agree with me, but clearly didn't on this. By the way, I'm just assuming that most people watching this tend to agree with me. I'm happy if it, just as happy if none of you do. I, I want to touch people's lives whether they agree with me or not. Okay, but here are people who don't agree with me. So here are comments, that, for example. Oh, I guess I should state my position first, yes. So the reason I have always raised this is to raise a two very critical points. One is what happens when you remove God and religion from your thinking in terms of moral decisions. For a person steeped in what we call Judeo-Christian values, that is rooted in the Old Testament, the Judeo, and New Testament Christian, that's one way of looking at the term Judeo-Christian, there are many others, for anyone steeped in those, there's no question. You cannot defend the choice to, def to save the dog you love versus a human being you don't know on the basis of anything in uh, the Judeo-Christian world, any, any, anything in Judaism, anything in Christianity. We're cre humans, not animals, are created in God's image. Period. Second, the second big lesson from this question is how people come to their decisions based on feelings. I love my dog, I don't love the stranger. But you cannot base moral decisions on feelings. And again, I return to what I use as my source of values, I admit it, the Bible, which constantly warns us not to rely on our heart to make these decisions. The heart is important. That's what makes us human. If you don't have feelings, you're a robot. But it's not the place for moral decision-making. That's So these are two huge lessons. That's the reason I've been asking this question my whole life, to make two huge lessons. What happens when you end the, the religious basis, the Judeo-Christian basis of our morality, and what happens when you rely on the heart? So here are th three, is that right? We have three? There's four. Four? Okay, so here's one. These are anonymous, otherwise I would say, state a name and a city but, and an age. I would never sacrifice my dog for someone I do not know. My dog is my family. As a matter of fact, I would throw a stranger in front of a moving bus to save my dog. So, oh, the, oh, I see. The next one is not attached to this. That's another comment. It's another comment. Okay. All right. First of all, that second part is a little scary. You would throw a human being in front of a moving bus to save your dog? You would murder a human to save your dog? By the way, uh, in, in again, in religious law, Judeo-Christian law, you can't murder a human to save your mother. Forget your dog. You you can't throw a human in front of a bus to save your, your own your own child. That's murder. You can't murder to save somebody. You can kill someone going to kill your child, of course. That's self-defense. That's a separate issue. But this is a scary thing. This is what happens when the heart takes over morality. I would I would murder a person. I would, in order to save my dog. So, okay, so this is clearly an example of the heart is the source of values. But where do you end? 
What if your heart is I don't like women, and I'll I would I, w- I wouldn't I would save a man but not a woman. What would you say to that? What if somebody or the other way around, a woman in solidarity with women? Oh well, if the person drowning were a woman, I would save the woman. But if it's a man, I'm gonna save my dog. What would you say to that? Or or black or white. Or uh, your nationality and another nationality. What if the only thing you knew was the, your, let's say you're French and you knew the stranger were French. Oh, then you would save the person. I mean, this is all, that's why feelings cannot be the source of values. There's got to be a right and a wrong. So this is a, it's a somewhat of a scary answer to me. I would, I, it's all emotional. It's purely emotion. And here's another one. What if, what, why dog? What if you what if you love your rabbit? I know somebody who loves his rabbit. In fact, he's behind the camera right now. And he's not even embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, really, no, I'm not joking though. There are people who love hamsters. Right? Mice, hamsters. People people have affection, and I don't have any problem with that. Uh, when one of my boys was uh, was little, uh, he had a um, uh, was it an iguana or a lizard? Do, do they sell iguanas at pet stores? Yeah, so then it was an iguana. I mean, that's a reptile. They're really primitive. But he, he, he was a very sweet uh, iguana as, they, as, the things were, as it worked out. So let's say, what would you say to someone who saved their, their reptile, their iguana, before a human being? Is there any point where you, who, who defend saving the dog would say, oh, that's wrong? Any animal? What if you fall? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not kidding. What if you have an affection for a butterfly you have? A parakeet. Certainly a parakeet. People have affection for their birds. And I get it. I have no problem. I have affection for him. I love the guy. But uh, if, if he were drowning and a, and a human being I didn't know were drowning, I would save the human being. So would my wife, who loves him even more than I do. She she kisses him, which I find very odd. But she's not in the room, so I could say that. Anyway, uh, I I am making a critical point. How do we derive good and evil? How do we arrive at good and evil, right and wrong? It can't be the heart. There has to be a transcendent code to which we are all obligated. And it, by the way, and, and, and even if you want to be uh, heart-moved or animated in this instance, what if you let, what if you let a, 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 a young pregnant woman uh, drown because you saved your dog? And, you know... And the husband and the parents came to you and said, you let my daughter, you let my wife die to save your dog? I mean, that, that should also be, a, be a, an emotional issue. But it's not fully fair for me to do that, because remember, I said stranger, and I'm sticking to my word stranger. We don't know who it is. But I make the question to show the heart is not the guide, it should not be the guide, and humans created in God's image is a principle that I believe in and I affirm. If you don't affirm it, 
save anything you want instead of a human. But uh, I would throw a stranger in front of a moving bus to save my dog. That's, that's troubling. Next, my dog over a stranger. Hmm. You mean the very dog that sleeps by my side every night, greets me when I get home, helps me de-stress, makes me laugh, and a complete stranger? Know nothing about? Hmm. My dog, capital D-O-G. Pure emotion again. The dog is loving. Okay. I, what I said before reaffirm, is reaffirmed. And this one is another, uh, this third one was a scary one. I think you're a monster if you don't pick your own dog over a stranger. Really? Do you think the people who love the stranger that I let die, you think that they would think I'm a monster? They would think I'm a saint. They would think I was an angel. So who's right? And finally, my dog every time. I know my dog is good and deserves to be saved. I don't know who that stranger is or if I'm saving the next Hitler or Hillary that could cause the world more pain. Anyway, I, wouldn't, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but I would never put her in the same category as Hitler. So I just had to make that point. But uh, your dog isn't good. That's not true. Your dog is good to you. That doesn't mean your dog is good. Dogs aren't bad either. Dogs don't have free moral will. No creature other than the human being does. So you can't describe an animal as good or evil. A lion that eats a person is not evil. A lion that eats a gazelle is not evil. And a lion that doesn't eat a gazelle is not good. <laughs> Only humans could be good or evil, not animals. All right. That's the story. You may disagree with me, but you can't disagree. You can only disagree with the conclusion. You can't disagree with the argument. If you believe in a transcendent moral code, like the biblical code that has been the basis of Western civilization, then people are created in God's image and you must save the human. If you have no regard for that code, Fine. I'm just pointing out what happens when we drop the code. And if you are, are uh, guided by your heart versus guided by a, a, a value system, that's the other problem. Okie doke, your questions. Mark 26, United Kingdom. How can the suppression of conservative voices in social media be stopped? Prager, you was trying to stop it in the United States. We are, uh, we have sued Google, which owns YouTube, for putting 100 of our 400, well, actually 100 of our, of our even more than 400, of a whole variety of our videos on their restricted list, which means that if your family has filters on your internet service to block out pornography and violence, we will be blocked. Isn't that incredible? There's no pornography or violence at PragerU. But they don't agree with us because we're not on the left. And they do it to many others as well. So you're right. The suppression of conservative voices in the social media, it gives you an idea what happens every time 
There is no exception. Whenever the left is in control, it suppresses other voices. There is no exception in the history of the left on planet Earth. Liberals allow people to speak, leftists do not. There is no exception to that. They, they, they wouldn't be a leftist if they allowed other voices. There are many reasons for that. One of them is liberty is not one of their values. Truth is not one of their values either. The LA Times said a couple of years ago it would not publish any letter, let alone article, by even an eminent climatologist who, who merely says that, well, wait a minute, maybe the Earth isn't going to be destroyed in 12 years. That alone would not be allowed. There is no debate. They say, well, the, the science is, what is the word, closed? What is the science is settled? The science is settled. That's amazing. When is science settled on things that haven't happened yet? The science is settled? But that they always there's always something is settled. The, uh, the there were two transgender females, trans females, high school students. That is male bodies, biological males who identify as females who ran in a girls race in Connecticut. They won first and second place. They set records for girls races, but they're biological boys. Of course they beat all the girls because they're biologically male. And yet a guy at the nation, a left-wing, a big left-wing magazine in the United States, on, on the internet wrote, it is a fact, those are his words, it is a fact that trans females are females. It's a fact. So therefore, if he, their view is that someone who said like I have just said, it's not fair for these trans females, biological males, to compete against biological females, I am running against facts because it's a fact that they're female. But it's not a fact that they're a female. It's a fact that they regard themselves as females. And I respect that. That's fine. But for the sake of competition in sports, they are not female. But uh, their view is that voices like mine should not even be allowed to be heard. Why would we allow non-fact-based statements to be made? That's how they view it. So that's why this is suppression of conservative voices in the social media. Mike, 31, L.A., Ilhan Omar, that's the an American congresswoman from Minnesota who uh, has, uh, who is a Muslim woman. She came here with her parents from Somalia. To me, the hid, she said, I never heard this quote, but I'll, I'll, I'll believe that it was said, to me, the hijab means power, liberation, beauty, and resistance. Would love to hear your thoughts on the hijab. Well, I'll, I'll react to the comment, but before I react to the comment, let me tell you what I think we should all agree on. That the veil is anti-human. Having people not show their face the face is who you are. You're not your chest. You're not your legs. You are your face. That is the, the seat of the human personality. It is, it is inhuman to have people hide their faces at all times, except obviously in their own house. It's not, hu it's not humane and it's not human. It's literally not human. 
when you see pictures of, of a bunch of women, all of whose faces are invisible, covered by black shrouds, as it were, their humanity has been utterly compromised. For all you know, there, there's, a, there's an animal inside that, uh, except for the eyes, and sometimes the, very often the eyes are closed. You don't even know who's in there. It could be a man in there. You don't know. The, the person has become invisible. Making humans invisible is not beautiful. Now, that's not the hijab. We do see her face. The hijab is the head and, and I believe ears as well. Is that right? Ears covered as well. And look, uh, that I don't have, I don't have strong feelings on that. It's not, your face is visible. If you wish to cover your hair and your ears, uh, I, I respect that. I don't support it, but I respect it. I don't have the same view. What I don't understand is why it's power, liberation, beauty, and resistance. Resistance? What is the hijab resistance to? These are typical comments. This is not being made because she's Muslim. It's being made because she's leftist. These comments mean nothing. As so many comments from the left, they just, they're just made. What is it resistance to? I would like to hear the answer. What is it resistance to? Every woman who wears a hijab is engaged in resistance to whom? Donald Trump? To, to fascism? I mean, to what? Capitalism? Israel? <laughs> what, 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 is it a, what is it resistance to? Liberation? I don't, look, you can wear it, and I respect your right to do so. And I don't regard it the same way I regard a veil, but I don't know why you're liberated. What are you liberated from? Being regarded in any way sexually because the hair is sexual? I assume that's what it means. I can't think of any other. What, what else could it mean? I, I don't know why that's liberating. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's not, the, it's not the only religion that has that. And I, and I respect, but I don't know why it's liberating. It's a form of modesty, if you will, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, I don't know why it's liberation. Power, I don't know what the power is. What is okay, these are, all, these are all words. Beauty. Okay, that's, that's also, that's as odd as resistance. I can, I can understand why you want to suppress your attractiveness, which is what is being done. A woman's hair... Is, is a source of her is a source of her beauty so it's ridiculous to say it's beautiful <laughs> it, it, it means beauty the whole point is to suppress your beauty and I respect that I said that that's fine but you can't have it both ways I'm gonna suppress my beauty isn't that beautiful maybe it's morally beautiful or religiously beautiful but it's that the beauty meant here is, I presume, physical beauty. You can't have it both ways. It's either suppressing physical beauty or expressing physical beauty. Can't have it both ways. But so much goes said these days that means nothing. And it, it almost always emanates from the left. Uh, you know, like calling people racist whom they differ with, sexist, racist, misogynistic. They're just, they're the employing of words for effect 
but not meaning. How are we doing on time? 24. Haven 20 in Branson, Missouri. What can we do in our everyday lives to make America great again? Get married, make a, make a family, support your community, do work to help your fellow citizen, and support all the causes that understand that this that America, or that agree with Abraham Lincoln that America is the best, the last best hope for mankind. Actually, put it the last best hope for, for I, I think, on Earth. Now, you may think Lincoln's wrong, in which case this is an irrelevant question. I think Lincoln is right. Because it's the only country that was rooted in individual liberty. That's beautiful. That's empowering. Ethan, 16, Tampa, Florida. Which founding father inspired you most? They all did. I don't have one in particular. I think that the constellation of greatness in the founding years of the United States is, is almost divine. These extraordinary men, obviously there were extraordinary women in their lives, but it was men who wrote these documents and founded this country. It is an astonishing thing if you read these people, or read about them, Washington and Adams and Franklin and Madison and Jefferson, I, it's... You know that there are students at Hofstra University in the United States, I think it's on Long Island, they want to take down the Thomas Jefferson statue. These nothings want to take down the statue of someone great. Yes, he had slaves. Everybody had slaves, or nearly everybody in history who could afford it had slaves. It's evil. But he created the society that ended slavery. You know that more blacks have come to the United States? This is, was true 30 years ago. This is not recent. 30 years ago already, more blacks had come to the United States from Africa willingly and voluntarily than, than came here involuntarily as slaves. Why? Are they stupid? Why would they go to a racist country? But they're not stupid. They know how well they'll be treated in America. Because the vast majority of Americans don't give a hoot about color, which is the way it should be. Adam, 16, Canada. My question is, would you mind if we trade leaders? You're funny. For a 16-year-old, that's a pretty funny question. Actually, it'd be pretty funny if you were 36. Uh, uh, listen, I wanted to trade leaders the last time. When you had Harper and we had Obama, I wanted to trade leaders, but I don't want to trade them now. That's true. We really did a swaparoo, didn't we? <laughs> I, I often said that. I said, oh, Canada has this great leader, Stephen Harper. By the way, Stephen Harper's made a video, the former prime minister of Canada. We have a number of prime ministers who made videos for PragerU. People who uh, write these terrible things about PragerU, do they know that prime ministers make videos for us? But anyway, no, I, I would mind if we traded leaders. That is correct. 
But it would be funny if Donald Trump were the Canadian leader. Wonder how laid back Canadians would react to that. All right, my friends. We'll take some of these other comments later. Well, I, I, I hope that uh, the dog stranger thing has at least prompted you to think. I don't know if I'll change that many minds, but it's a very big deal. That's why I mentioned it, and that's why I took your comments. We love your comments. Just what should people do? Send them into PragerU? What, what do they do? What questions? Because put them out on Instagram or an email. Through our website. Right. So it's great to hear from you. I meet a lot of you at airports and around the world, and it's very touching, and I'm very happy to have a selfie with you if you'd like. It's, it's not a bother. I'm very touched by it. So until next week, I'm Dennis Prager, and from my house to yours, thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. If you'd like to keep these fireside chats free, please do by donating to PragerU.